Welcome back to the Starting Five Podcast on SB Nation Grizzly Bear Blues. I am the one P Shark. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm at underscore Scalito on Twitter. As always, nothing's changed. You still the block party, Captain? Still the block party, Captain, but you know, Trip Dub ain't trying to respond to me. So, you know, <laughs> I'll let it fly for now. What is good, everybody? This is guy Trevor. Y'all already know the chief of staff of Dilla Brooks Island. What is good, everybody? Oh yeah, I gotta catch you when it's time. Um, um, it's it's really shitty. Passing to the big turn down low. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Boo! Yes, yeah, boo this man. Boo this man. It's your man Tab Shakir. Hey, happy to be back with my boys, man. Yep, always a crazy intro with you guys. But today we have a guest, as y'all know her, man, Miss Molly Morrison, aka Made in Memphis. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy to be here with you guys. Definitely happy. Yeah, definitely definitely happy. Happy. Like, after a Grizzly win, everything is good. No. I'm glad we're recording this now and not after the game the other night. <laughs> no. Uh, or the game from last night, you know, since a couple of us are University of Memphis Tigers. Yeah. But we're, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a whole nother topic. <laughs> but, yeah, you're a Tiger though, right? Yeah. I'm a senior there. Senior. See, see, oh my goodness. Oh my God. How did you miss that? You said that twice. She literally said that twice. I know I looked young. I'm a senior. Well, no, congratulations. Like, well, um, I know you're looking forward to graduation, but just, I guess, kind of sum up like your four years. Like, what did college teach you? Man, college was interesting for me. I went to Indiana University for a year and a half, um, and I transferred here. So I kind of got to live two worlds. This this last few weeks was the first time I've experienced a team being in the tournament. So that was really exciting. I'm sad it ended so soon, but it's definitely awesome to watch it with a bunch of other fans. It was a cool experience. Any big difference? I'm sorry. I'm sorry to a question. As she, literally, as she said, this, sorry, I couldn't let this slide. So like, what's any big difference between the two schools? I'm pretty sure there is, but like any like major difference between you know where you went to school originally and, and now Memphis. Yeah, I mean Indiana definitely. It was fun. It was you know more of a college vibe, right? But then you come here and it's more just like oh I'm home. I'm you know doing my own thing. We're all we can go out, but we're not. It's not necessarily like a total college vibe. And I found that you know it's kind of made me almost mature faster being here because i feel like i i have college but i also have like my own thing it's not there's you know a good division between that can you uh i guess how was the like the vibe with the basketball program just thinking like you know indiana is such as like historic university yeah. so how was yeah. it like with their games versus memphis games it's so i actually like used to think I wanted to do I mean I don't know we'll know who knows what I'll do but I wanted to like go into social media originally so I got to like help run the IU sports social media accounts which meant like going to a lot of the men's basketball games um I never was assigned the women's ones and the crowd is even though Indiana wasn't having like the greatest seasons the crowd was incredible and I'd say the same for Memphis I mean Really, these are two fan bases who are like die hard, will rock with you. So I don't, there wasn't too big of a difference in that aspect. So 
I kind of wanted to ask, like, you made the Made in Memphis account, of course. You're known for that 25,000 followers. Congratulations on that for sure. I think you reached that out a few days ago, actually. Thank you. I did. <laughs> Man, congratulations. So when, when did you start that account? Like, was it 2019 or was it, it was 2019? No, it was like 2012 or 13. Jeez. Um, yeah, it's Just been talk, a minute. <laughs> yeah, I started that in middle school. So I think I was 12, but I'm going to say 13 for the sake of like Twitter guidelines. I believe you have to be like 13 to be on that app. So I was 13 um, and yeah, I started it just because I love the Grizzlies and I wanted to tweet about them and I didn't want to bother my friends. And here we are now, <laughs> didn't, never could have imagined what would have come from it, honestly. What do you think the turning point was? Because like you said, you started this in 2012, like that's 10 years ago, right? But you yeah. like now are starting to pick up steam and you know you establish yourself as really represent the Grizzlies. Like, what do you think the turning point was? Well, the turning point was when I told everyone who I was. Um, and I think I it was never planned to do that ever. That wasn't like a goal I had. And if I had known how people would actually care, I probably would have planned it better or more, but it worked out fine. So yeah, I think when I decided kind of randomly one day, this is weird. I'm devoting so much of my life to talking from this account and people literally don't know who I am. They don't know what I look like. It feels wrong. Um, and I wanted to do that. And I wanted to hopefully, you know, at best, maybe one person would see it and think it was like an inspiring story. Um, but it really, I think that was a huge turning point for me is when my name got attached to, you know, the sports commentary. Why do you think it mattered? Because you are a, a young woman, you know, talking about sports, you know, like, why do you think it mattered so much? So, so I think it mattered so much because I, number one, yes, was a woman, and number two, because I was so young, and I think that was a huge detail people thought. I think it was just, in my opinion, people thought I was a man. I don't think there were any, it was anyone who didn't, and it, did I sound like a man? Not really. If you read my tweets, I was kind of really just talking from my own voice, but it kind of was a cool social experiment in a way unintentionally that just showed when people see an account talking about sports that's anonymous, you know, they'll assume it's a man. So I saw that firsthand, you know, I had people replying like, dude, man, all the time. So I think it was honestly a surprise to people and sort of showed, oh, maybe, you know, I don't know why I had to assume it was a man all along. <laughs> Was there any hesitation from you to say, like, you know, I'm going to come out and say exactly who I am? Were you like, um, I don't know, like how, you know, how the public will, you know, accept it or how they'll take it? Like if I come out and say exactly who I am. I definitely there was hesitation and it was that's why it was delayed. You know, it was like a few weeks of thoughts and going to people and asking their opinion, because on one hand, I didn't want to deal with what I do deal with now. Um, you know, all the sexism, that aspect of it, all of that, the judgment. Um, and I also didn't want to deal with people, you know, instead of just like 
disagreeing with my commentary polite politely or respectfully you know having to say like oh you don't know anything like go back to the kitchen you know those things that <laughs> it's like ridiculous to even say and because it's like really you can't come up with anything be better than that but yeah so I think there definitely was hesitation but what made me do it in the end was just like knowing in my heart that I had to be honest with people and I wanted to be stay true you know to my voice and I was done hiding behind the account so I'm really glad that I did it what is some advice that you would give to another lady you know or man that you know may be going through the same thing that you're going through you know to kind of break out of that shell and to keep you know and to do what you want to do going through the same thing in what way I mean, in an aspect of, you know, just wanted to be able to share their, their fandom in a positive light, you know what I'm saying? Like some people, you know, would rather, you know, just continue to, you know, use another account or use a burner account or, you know, things like that instead of just wanting to just be yeah. themselves and share their loves with the, you know, community of, of whatever, you know, we say for Greer's Nation, you know? Yeah. I mean, it depends on the reason, of course, that they want to be anonymous. I've not every circumstance, you know, some people have jobs that they can't be cursing out the refs on Twitter. So, you know, but I would say if you are someone who does want, who loves sports and would love to make a career in sports, then you should absolutely associate, attach your name to your identity. I mean, if you're saying anything that you wouldn't want to attach your name to, then like, that's a whole different issue. But yeah, I think it's important to know that there are people out there who will accept you and that the community is so, you know, full of different voices. And even if there's one person telling you that they don't want to hear what you're saying, there's like a hundred more that do. So definitely that. Yeah, we can all appreciate that. So we got to ask, made, made in Memphis, like, <laughs> what does being made from Memphis mean to you? Being made from Memphis. Oh my God, I've never been asked that. Come on now. Wow, that's a good question. Let's go. These are hard hitting questions. You might catch us on Mari as well, but yeah. since you got canceled, we got you. Being made from Memphis. I mean, just growing up in such, you know, a diverse, open minded community, such a blue collar town, blue collar city, whatever. And so many just so many people who just genuinely are proud to be where they're from. I mean, Memphis is full of culture, you know, the food, everything, the music. It's it's really full of people who are proud to be here despite other people, you know, wanting to shit on shit on the city. And I think it's a really beautiful community and it's something you really don't understand unless you've been here or you're from here. But I, I mean, I wouldn't have wanted to be raised anywhere else. I think being raised here really helped like shape who I am. And it's like a beautiful thing to me. Beautiful thing to us all. And like, we got <laughs> shitty up here, of course. Yeah. We're certified Memphians, so we're all from Memphis, we, we like to say. Um, yeah. My last question, of course, you're about to graduate school, but five year, five years from now, what will Molly Morrison be doing? I have no idea. Maybe like 
I mean, what's that's, like a dream job for you? Like, what's the dream? Like, what, what, you know, if your dream job was like right in front of you, like, what, 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 what would it be? Yeah, I mean, I want to. It would be easy to sit here and be like, I want to show to talk about basketball, but I want to write because I do want to, you know, maybe both those things. But I want to be doing something that is fun and creative, um, and making cool things with people who don't want to put me in a box or strain my voice, you know, for whatever reason. So I just hope that I can remain authentic and create something cool about a passion of mine. I'm very lucky to be able to talk about basketball. Um, I mean, it's, and I, every single day I, I acknowledge that. So it's really cool to have, you know, the platform that I have and I'm excited to continue doing things um, in this space and maybe one day writing a book, who knows? So let's say writing a book. <laughs> there we go, there we go. Not like about myself, like a book. I mean, who knows? It may be about yourself, all the greatness you would accomplish. Like I said, five years is a long time, but hey. But it's true, it's true. I was just, I was just curious, for, I was just curious for my own. Oh God, it's true. Yep, yep, and transition over to the Grizzlies. Who is your all-time favorite Grizzlies player? Zach Randolph. Why? Because Zach Randolph is, I mean, do I even, <laughs> it's just self-explanatory. I mean, no, that guy is everything. I've never, you know, because you can really dissect the core four and who you think made the biggest impact, who means the most on the court, off the court. To me, Zebo was all of those things. Um, and not to, you know, diminish anyone else, but he had this style of play that was just so fun. It was so fun that it almost would make you laugh sometimes. Like, really? Like, just him getting his own rebound, like, 17 times. It was so fun to watch. And, of course, the gritty style of play, I mean – that's him and Tony, right? So just him as a per as a person and also him as a player. I mean, you guys watch that documentary literally says it all. Like if someone asked me why Zach Randolph's my favorite player, I'll say, just watch this. Um, he's like the best. I adore him. <laughs> facts, facts. So what are your thoughts about the Grizzlies so far this season? Oh, my thoughts about the Grizzlies this season. I mean, shit, like all good. <laughs> it's it's been fun, hasn't it? Mm -hmm. It's Great. been fun. Did it surprise you? Like, is it is what they're doing now surprises you, or did you have uh, did you expect them to be where they? Hit? You know, I think it does surprise me more so in the the fact that we're starting to see that it's not a fluke at this point. Um, because obviously we've seen flashes of how good the Grizzlies can be, but now we're seeing jaw play this season. We've seen jaw play at a level that he's never played before. And I think to me, that's probably the biggest surprise. Isn't necessarily how he's playing. Maybe it's a mixture of now how it's happening so quickly, but also how global his reach is already becoming. I think to me, that's been one of the most staggering things about this 
this season is seeing, you know, he's what, like number two or three in Jersey sales um, in the whole league. It's, it's, it takes a long time to become such a global force, someone that people know everywhere. And we've never had one on our team. And the fact that it's happening so fast and the fact that we're winning, it's just shows why he is becoming the man that he is. Is that your favorite player? It's hard because I don't, I can't, I don't think I have a favorite player. I think with age, I, you, that kind of goes away a little bit. When I was younger, you know, I mean, I'm idolizing these guys. And now I think, I think, I mean, Ja is the most exciting to watch. He's, so I guess he's my favorite player in that regard. I mean, Jaron, you have to love Jaron. He's awesome. He just seems like the coolest dude like ever. Um, Steven Adams, like they're all, they're all awesome. So no, I don't know. Scott, do you have something? No. Okay. Well, as we normally do every other week, we like to go into like the uh, we review the previous week, then we'll preview the next week and give our predictions on what they're going to do this current week. So last week, uh, most of us had the Grizzlies going two and one, with the exception of me, who had them going three and oh. Uh, yeah, we saw Friday. <laughs> <We're having> Friday. <laughs> but they whooped up in Indiana Tuesday, got whooped by Atlanta on Friday, and Whooped up on Houston uh, right before we recorded the show on Sunday. So uh, going to get started with Molly, then we go around to our normal order. What were your thoughts about the Grizzlies this past week? This past week? This past week has been hard to judge because the jaw um, injury, because even against Atlanta, he didn't look like he was really 100%. So... This past week, I mean, I think it's the most important thing is that we've shown earlier in the season two that we can win without Jaws. So we're doing it right now. And I think that is great. Um, for me personally, uh, I'm a little concerned about the Grizzlies defensively. Um, I feel like that game against Atlanta was a game that if you're going to let it get away with you, then if you're going to let a game get away from you, then that's one thing. But for them to come out um, as flat as they were defensively, they gave up. I don't even have the, the score in front of me, but I think they gave up close to 120 points, something like that, to a team that didn't have Trey Young, to a team that didn't have John Collins. So that's not something that's happened once before. We've had these games over the past, let's call it a few weeks, where we get up, we play Houston, or we get up, we play New Orleans, or we get up and play Boston, whatever the case may be. And we're there offensively, but we just cannot get stops. We cannot get the timely stops, especially in the third and fourth quarter. So right now, that's a I wouldn't say it's a big concern for me because for the majority of the season, they've played well defensively. They were, uh, I know at one point, top five, top ten in the league. So they can play defense. You know, we've seen times where Taylor Jenkins has – you know, lit a fire into them, and they've and they've come out and responded to that. So, um, I'm pretty sure they can turn it around. But that that game, I'm going to circuit that game against Atlanta to say like that's the one issue that I continue to see that I just feel like at some point as we close out the regular season and get ready to go into the playoffs that they got to get they got to find some way to click um, as a unit defensively. 
Oh, another thing for the Grizzlies on top of that was their turnovers too. Uh, 17 turnovers in that game against Atlanta, I believe, which led to 24 uh, Atlanta points, which is a huge no. Um, if you're looking to be where you are as far as the Grizzlies is concerned. Um, outside of that, man, I just looked at this game against Atlanta as an outlier as to another reason why the Grizzlies just – just did not want to show up mentally. It just came out flat. Uh, everything didn't look the same. Of course, we talked about Ja. He wasn't looking the same while he was out there for Atlanta. But uh, great bounce back game, uh, of course, against Houston. They came out flat in that game before Taylor Jenkins lit something under them at the end of the third quarter. The Grizzlies got up by double digits and never looked back. So I'm just going to just say kudos. I said they go 2-1. and one. I thought the loss would come to Indiana. Because I thought Indiana was one of those games which I thought that the Grizzlies would come out flat in and then bounce back against Atlanta, but it just ended up being the inverse of that. So uh, I'm not going to worry too much. Um, I think they'll turn it around defensively, but the turnovers ha- has to has to kind of cease just a little bit. Uh, they've been north to 15. I think in this game against the Rockets, it just happened Sunday. Let me check real quickly. 14 turnovers in this game against Houston. So you got to stay a little less than 14 there if you're trying to be successful. Successful, Excuse me. So, yeah, just fix the turnovers, and I think the Grizz will be fine. Yeah, um, for me, I, again, like I said, Cap, we all call two and one. Um, I said that they would be eating too many lemon pepper wings uh, in Atlanta, and unfortunately get the loss there, and unfortunately I was right. Um <laughs> The thing that upsets me about the loss of the Hawks was what was aforementioned already in regards to them not having Trey Young and John Collins. Um, they had uh, so, somebody came up to score like 30. Um, Bogdan, I think, scored. Bogdan, Bogdanovich, yes. Bogdan gave us a 30 piece. And meanwhile, no one on our bench went over double digits. Um, and you can't have that happen. Um, if their bench is going to respond, we have to respond too. Um, and that's what I did not like. But again, we all know when it comes to playoff time, bench players, reserve players, role players come up big at home games. Um, and so look forward to that bounce back as we come to like what a four game home set, I think, uh, coming up soon. Um, of course, kudos for us um, to me getting what I believe. I'm not saying revenge, but I mean, we had to smack Houston back in the face. Um, us losing to Houston. Uh, a few weeks ago was a slap in the face to us as an organization. If you ask me, this is a team that's not even close to our level. Um, and we needed to smack them back and We did it pretty good um, to me. Um, they didn't get the 70 piece that we gave OKC earlier this season, but teachers on a, a win is a win and a loss is a loss. Um, and so I'll take the two on one um, and then we'll move forward from there. We can't win them all. But we damn sure can't lose them all either. Right, right. But I do expect us to win, like you all said, a, a, a house game against, you know, no Trey Young and no, you know, um, who else who else was missing? Um, what am I talking? They, they're $100 million, man. John Collins. Yeah, 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 John Collins. Like, that was a win you got to uh, – that was a game you do have to win, um, especially, you know, with the Grizz not being good defenders, you know, on perimeter. And this is one of those nights where, you know, the house was damn near hitting everything, you know. So, you know, you're going to have those nights. Uh, you do see John Morant go down, so it kind of do something to you mentally. I get it. Um, Grizz responded with a whoop down, as you said, um, as you said, she did, against the Rockets. So, not I don't put too much into this week. Um, I do put more into, you know, the rest of, you know, the games because we are a game above Golden State. We are a couple games above Jazz. And it's like those one through four kind of games, like we got to kind of, we kind of kind of lock in now. And the, based on the rest of the schedule, it's like, 
it's about to be go time. So Grizz getting a little, we, 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 it's heads in now. It's a heads in. Of course, try to get there as healthy as possible, but it's, it's, it's ball in now. So um, that's all I have to say for, for this week. Yeah, that's kind of what I took from it too. Um, they just slept, they're sleepwalking right now. They had the easy, pretty much easy schedule since All Star break up until what's about to come up. Just think, you know, like Atlanta, you see our uh, Trey Young out, John Collins out. We got job back. All right, we, you know, kind of like they did the first time against Houston. We're going to kind of come through this game like a day school. And, you know, Atlanta still got, they still made it to the Eastern Conference Finals last, last year. Those players are still on their team. Bogdanovich, he was on their team. Like, <laughs> so they came out. Firing all cylinders and Grizz is probably, you know, did. I did tweet, said they probably went to make the city. So, yeah, you never know. They still young guys. Uh, go to Atlanta. Love to have, have some fun. But <laughs> I think they about to get a little serious now going forward. Um, they did get a little break. Also, you know, Draymond did return for Golden State. But Steph went out in the same exact game, and he's probably out the rest of the regular season at this point. So you kind of got a boost on getting that two seed. Now we are uh, game up with Steph being out which means he won't be there at the game against Golden State um, next week. So coming up this week, we got Brooklyn at home, which me, Trevor, and Skyler will be at. Uh, we got Milwaukee on Saturday. And uh, where we missed the game. We got Indiana on Thursday. So Indiana, I'm about to say, yeah, it's a back-to-back. Yeah. Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday, three and four. Yep. So we got yeah, next Wednesday, Indiana Thursday, Milwaukee Saturday. What y'all got for this week? Uh, I think I'll let Molly go. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, it would have helped hearing all y'all's answers made me be like, oh, I was too nice. I was like, oh, you know, <laughs> everyone stepped up when Jaw was out. But no, I think honestly, my opinion on the Atlanta game to go back to that is like, I think it's one of those situations as to where them not having Trey and Collins sort of helped them because, you know, the Grizzlies, like y'all mentioned, are a young team. I mean, they probably came into that, oh, easy easy dub. They don't have their star player. We're good. And I think the other team, which we've seen with the Grizzlies time and time again, when we're shorthanded, came in like, all right, let's let we got this. You know, they're fired up. The Grizzlies are because we're starting to become a team that people want to beat, which is weird. Um, so I think that to me is which more, is weird. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like it, it's rare where a team it's like, oh, like we beat the Grizzly. You know, it's like okay, so what? But, but yeah, so I think that is what I'd say about that game. Um, I wasn't too worried about that, honestly. But the what was the what was the last? What are we talking about now? So what's your record prediction for this upcoming week for the three games we got against Brooklyn, Indiana, and Milwaukee? Let's see. So two of those are home games, right? Are they all home games? They're all home games. They're all home games. All right. I'm only going to two of them. (laughs) Um, Nets is going to be tough because, you know, they've got that whole day-long thing and, you know, Unfortunately, our vaccine mandates permit Kyrie, <laughs> Kyrie Irving to play. But I'll take I'll take a win. We'll be fired up with ESPN, all that. Indiana, watch me get all of these wrong. Indiana, we did just beat them. I say oh, I I hate predictions. I overthink them. I hate doing them. I just want to be. 
But I'll say we'll win two out of the three. And we'll we'll win against Brooklyn and Jaw. We'll have like a really big game. And then the other two we'll probably win one. Yeah. It's okay. No, no pressure because we typically always get them wrong. So no, no pressure at all. Oh yeah, this is why I can't bet on sports. I'm like I would same, just... right? Because I'll be broke. Um, three games this week. Uh, give me a dub against the, against Brooklyn. Um, to what Molly just said, ESPN is going to be here. Uh, I'm not even sure. I think I saw earlier this week that it's been some time since uh, the way ESPN is covering the Grizzlies. I'm not sure if it's either one not been done before or it's been some time. So. I think they're going to soak that in. I think they're going to make sure that that's a game that they win. Um, also, Brooklyn is will be um, coming off a game against Utah, I think, a day or two before that. So um, factoring that in and them coming into Memphis and realizing that, I feel like the I feel like it's going to be a packed house on Wednesday. Um, Sharky already mentioned it, that, you know, those three will be there. So I'm excited. Um, I actually am looking forward to Kyrie being there because Kyrie has been going off on these road games. But I still want I want him to play for the sole reason of I want them kind of flip that switch a little bit to yeah. say, you know, this isn't this isn't Atlanta without Trey Young. This isn't, um, you know, LeBron without the Lakers. This isn't, you know, whomever without. The, I want them to understand, like, this is a playoff type game. Uh, we've seen them rise up to rise to the occasion before in these type of games. So I think they'll do that and I think they'll go ahead and, and win the game. Um, yeah. So I, I have them beat. Go ahead. Oh, oh no. I was just hyping you up. I was just. Oh, OK. Yeah, I'll take <laughs> so I'll take the yes. Yeah, so I think they'll I think they'll win against Brooklyn. Um, They'll win against Indiana. I think they'll probably beat them by let's call it 15 to 20. Um, But I have them losing against Milwaukee. Um, now, granted, they've typically done well against Milwaukee. Um, But I just feel like because of what the emotional roller coaster this week would have been and not to say it's anything out of the ordinary but again espn is coming on wednesday um their switch is on and off as far as you know how they're going to play and, and things like that so i think they'll struggle um against milwaukee it'll come down to the wire um i kind of want to go to the game too um but i think they'll lose against milwaukee so give me two and one for the week i'm gonna also take two and one for the week but i'm gonna take a loss to the nets uh to start start it off um I just think because of everything that's going on in Memphis that day with ESPN doing the all access, the game eventually being televised on ESPN. I just think Kyrie and Kevin just be does a little bit too much. I think they they have this game circled on the schedule and they're probably going to do everything to push the Grizz over. Uh, they have a I mean they have a bounce back game against Indiana, and I think because of the game that following Monday against Golden State, which will have implications of the two seed. I think they want to kind of put everybody on notice with that game against Milwaukee. So I have the Grizzlies winning against Milwaukee at home to set up that Monday game against the Golden State Warriors. All right. Uh, yep, I'm calling 2-1 as well, Trevor. I'm going to go in your footsteps and actually say the Nets as well. The Nets may be the best eighth-seeded team I've seen since the Believe Warriors. Um, and, again, they're coming with that that extra push with Kyrie. Um, the first time I feel like Kyrie and Ja went at it is when Ja really like started to like, when, when Ja battles a point guard that's on the same level as him, he takes his game to another level as well. Um, hopefully he's available for the game. I mean, we are sitting for what, three, four days, so he should be okay. Um, 
And so I think the loss happens with the Nets. Um, I think it's an easy bounce back game against the Pacers. Um, and I think we do beat Milwaukee. Um, the reigning champs, give them their credit as well, and set up what you said, what we all say is a, a bout against the Warriors. Um, the one person I think that just needs to show this week um, is right here. Um, and he's been doing an excellent job of controlling the ball by himself, him and Tyus, but being more of a floor general vein, uh, I want to see him doing that more often this week to set ourselves up for even better come playoff time. So I may be 100% wrong, and if I am, I do apologize. But I believe the last time Kyrie Irving played in Memphis was when him and Ja went at it, and Ja blocked his shot. Am I correct? So I think considering that and the fact that Kyrie Irving is kind of alpha blood right now, I kind of got us losing that game. And I hate to say that, but the fact that, you know, ESPN is in town and Molly, they understand how much I don't like ESPN. I think they're a curse. So beyond beyond other things as well, but I think they're, they're there to help us lose. And I think that Kyrie Irving is definitely going to put on a show as well as my guy, Kevin Durant, of course. So I do have us losing that game, unfortunately. Um, in fact, they actually got us going one and two. I think we're going to dub the Pacers, but the Bucks with Giannis have been looking like the team that they supposed to be looking like. So um, I got us going one and two this week, unfortunately. Y'all know I love my greatest, but got to be real sometime. Hey, man. Come on, two. Cap. Come on, Cap. Come, Come on, on yeah. Cap. What one you got? One and two, really, man. Bruh. Come on. <sighs> I don't say three and oh. I don't say three and oh. Go ahead. I want to say three and oh so bad. So bad. Just nah. It's just funny like you would miss a 500. Now you like, um, he can't say nah. something you don't believe, man. Exactly. Don't push exactly, him in the wrong man. direction. Point. You see the let's be real, uh, banner in the background. Hey, let's be real, man. Give me two and one. Give me two and one with lost. Uh, ESPN being there all day, man. Like, they did okay. They did just whoop New Orleans in that last national TV game. I get that. Usually on national TV, the Grizzlies let, let us down. I I ain't go front. They they normally do. They typically. And do. the last few times the Grizzlies have been in on a homestand per se, somebody has for the Grizz has gone off. So don't be surprised if it's Kyrie or Kevin. So right. Just saying. Yeah. Give me that loss to Berkeley. Uh, turn around. Indiana quit. I mean, Indiana is quitting because they're going. And we whooped them this past week. They <laughs> just like did not care. <laughs> you know, they said it was big. They didn't even have a big one. <laughs> you they big man too. <laughs> <laughs> did uh Milwaukee and they come back and uh take care of the defending champs on Saturday to get the two win one. Yeah, give me two and one. I can't do three and one. I mean three and no. Oh. But uh to answer Skyler's question earlier about the Grizzlies and all access thing. The like, this is the first time since 2018 and that was the Raptors. And it's only been done twice. I think the the 76ers in 2017 had uh ESPN all access day as well. So 2017, 2018 feel definitely in Toronto. I just I, I just guess. hope they spell everybody name right. And pronounce them. I hope they pronounce everybody's name accurately too. That too. That and when 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 people come from out of town, because I saw this early and I just thought about it when Sharkies hit the all access thing. When people ask for places to go to eat, I'm not gonna put anybody's business out there to say that it's not good. (laughs) But please, people, 
you know, let's give these people some better recommendations as far as where they should eat it. That's all. <laughs> you talking about like a barbecue spot? That's all. Let's not name no names. Let's not do that. I'm not naming any names. I was just. Can we do charades? I'm not doing that. Because you never know somebody want to sponsor us. You never know. I mean, we'll let them contact us. Molly trying to get me in trouble. She's trying to get me in trouble. Uh-uh. I can't do that. I'm just going to say. Give us at least, like, give us, like, a category. There were some barbecue places on that list. I can't remember who asked for the list. Well, not necessarily who asked for the list. But somebody... Somebody yeah. asked for like places to eat in Memphis, and I went through the comments, and I was like, "Damn, a lot of these are wrong answers." There was a lot of barbecue places. I'm not gonna name any names. Yeah, I have some who. controversial food, Memphis food opinions. As there well. you go. But I, you're and right. Memphis, I don't want to be out here slandering like our lovely local businesses. Memphis has the best barbecue hands down. Memphis has the best barbecue hands down. But some of those places in those comments, yeah, I'm lead up where it is. Need to keep their hands down. Right. I got it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Hey, man, that does it for this episode. Molly, it was great to have you. Thanks for coming on. Great. Thank you, guys. I had so much fun talking to all y'all. Thank you. I want that hat, too, though. For those who can't see her hat, she has a nice little vintage grizzly hat that I don't think I've seen anybody. I don't even know if I've seen a Grizzlies player with the hat, so she's got to be important. Uh, I'll see what I can do. I'll talk to my people. Where can we well, follow you on social media? Yep. Sorry? Where can we follow you on social media? Oh, you can find me on social media. Molly Hannah M on Twitter. Also, Made in Memphis 1 on Twitter. And then, I guess, Molly underscore Morrison on Instagram. But, like, you don't have to follow it. Like it's, it's your choice. <laughs> I'm better on Twitter. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. I I had a lot of fun. I wanna I wanna like pop in and just be a fly on the wall for y'all's episodes, y'all. <laughs> hey, you're more than welcome. Yeah, I'm about to say, you're anytime. more than welcome. So hey, it is what it is. I would say we could just swap you with two. That's fine. <laughs> They're the same height. They're the same height. They might. You probably got better basketball skills than two. So, you know, it's a fair, it's a fair trade. I'm about to say cyberbullying, but this ain't cyberbullying. Oh, this is cyberbullying to the max. This is virtually bullying right now. I'm going to have a whole star five and I get kicked out for somebody else. But now, no vote. I'm just gone. This is a business, too. This is a business, brother. <laughs> I will admit, yeah, let's not let's not let's not go back to that story. We we we've talked about this story long enough. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. All right. I'm helping you out. I'm I'm helping you out by not bringing it up. So there you go. <laughs> follow us at follow us at the start at five number yeah. five in the <laughs> Um, uh, remember to follow Grizzly Bear Blues at SBN Grizzlies and listen to the other podcasts on network GBB Live, Core 4, The Long View, and 3D Podcast. Remember to follow me on Twitter at the one underscore P Shark. And I'm at Took's former manager. I'm sorry, I'm just joking. At underscore Scott Lee on Twitter. You gotta follow. You gotta follow. Come on. I'll be at the auto Trevor, man. Y'all already know what it is. First letter of each word capitalized instead of. Because it's a preposition. Just remember, we back up on Dylan Brooks Island. We back up. Yeah, you can follow me 
at um, it's Damon Sodom. I mean, not Damon Sodom. It's really man. What is my name? It's really <laughs> shitty. My fault. It's really shitty. Kicking it down low to the big fella with the fifty piece. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm Molly Morrison. Make sure y'all follow me at Made in Memphis One. I'll holla at y'all next week. Follow the man that tells Shakira. <laughs> we out. Go get it. Go get it.